Hey, welcome to the Juice Bar Experts podcast, where we are going to give you tips, tools, strategies for launching a new juice bar or scaling and increasing the profitability and efficiency in your existing juice bar. I'm your host, Andrew McFarlane. For the last 10 years, I've been in the juice bar business, running my own juice bars, as well as helping hundreds of entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful juice businesses. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, welcome. Hope you guys are feeling amazing. I'm feeling good, excited about today's episode. All about your juice bar, profit and loss. This is going to be an episode all about the numbers, all the line items. I'm sure you're interested in this. A lot of times people want to know how much money can these businesses make. I'm actually going to talk you through one of our year-end statements for one of the locations we had and go through each expense and talk about the breakdown and what's involved there and so much more. So first let's start by talking about what is a profit and loss statement. If you guys don't know what this is, um, it's different than a balance sheet statement. It's different than a payroll statement. Profit and loss is really a high level overview of the income and expenses of the company. So in terms of major categories within a profit and loss, you're going to start with your gross income, right? You're going to look at your cost of goods sold. You're going to, from there, after your cost of goods sold, have what is known as your gross profit. And then after that, the expenses. And this, these are going to be, you know, advertising expenses, travel expenses, service fees, uh, contract labor, um, could be depreciation, insurance, workers' comp, right? Internet, legal, meals, entertainment, office supplies, rent, right? Taxes, uh, and everything else, utilities. Um, so we're going to go through this line by line. I know that listening to this as a podcast can be a little bit difficult. And if you're not driving or doing something else, maybe you want to take some notes. Also know that on our YouTube channel, we have a similar episode that I did and, and video that I did um, showing you the profit and loss and talking through it. I actually wasn't able to pull that one up. And so I just pulled it up a year end statement, which is different than your monthly, right? And the titles of them imply what they are. Your monthly is your monthly, right? Um, and, and what your cash flow looks like a month on a monthly basis and your yearly is over a 12 month period. Now, monthly profit and loss statements can be interesting and sometimes misleading, which is why it's great to see a business's expenses and income over a longer duration of time. Because for example, on a monthly basis, you might have payroll cycles that hit in certain places where you might have a month where you have three payroll cycles and then you might have months where there are two depending on how your payroll is scheduled which means that your expenses and income are going to look very different month to month the same thing too with purchasing inventory right you might buy a lot of inventory just at the end of one month and that is going to show up on one month, whereas the next month it might look like your cost of goods are very low because you haven't had to purchase some inventory, but that might be because you purchased some products for a two month period of time. So a lot of times looking at your profit and loss 
well as well as you should do it monthly because that's important to do but you'll get a better idea of the health of your business on a yearly duration and over longer periods of time because that will give you more uh, perspective based on what I just shared so let's let's kind of dive into some of these numbers this is a profit and loss statement this is from many 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 years back from one of our storefronts um, the gross income and, and gross sales for the year were six hundred and eighty nine thousand nine hundred sixty eight dollars and four cents okay so that was the gross income the cost of goods sold in total was $160,899.93. Direct supplies we have at $39,658.93. If you don't know what the um, direct supplies are, right? You Direct supplies are basically your containers, your spoons, your knives, your forks, your all the, all those things that you also have to have as part of your cost of goods. So the category is cost of goods, and then the, the subcategories and lines are perishable goods, direct supplies. Um, and then moving on, in terms of labor expenses, our labor expense for that year was $171,000. Uh, I'm not going to do all the percentages right now because we're in the middle of recording. Uh, but you can do the percentages if you want. I'm not recalling as there was a period of time where I was on the payroll because we kind of changed our company from an LLC to an S corp. And when you have an S corp, you have to pay yourself sort of a minimum salary in order to save on some of the taxes. Uh, and so I believe that my salary might've been in here as well um, for the payroll expenses if they're a little bit higher. And then we have merchant service fees. That was $12,351.78. And that's the total cost of goods as the way that this is categorized. Now, sometimes people, which generally you can you can isolate the labor from the cost of goods because labor is labor and then cost of goods is kind of your cost of, of goods. So um, anyway, the next line item is our gross profit. We have $300,000. $305,694.28. And then looking at the other expenses in the business, advertising and promotional expenses, we have $32,777.00. Advertising and promotion, that's marketing basically, right? Some people might categorize like different accountants like to call things different things. You know, some might say marketing, some might say advertising and promotion, um, but ultimately that's what that is. Then we've got auto and truck expenses, fuel expenses. So generally if you're going to events, you have to rent vehicles. If there's anything in terms of travel, auto expenses, and then fuel, um, which we have at uh, $1,585.87, which is kind of the great thing about having a business because yes, you are gonna incur the expenses, but you could have a company car, you could have a company vehicle. At one point I had uh, my business buy my car from me so we could write that off. Um, obviously, I'm not giving accounting advice. I'm not an accountant or a lawyer, but these are all sort of the things that you can um, sometimes expense with the business as well. And then beyond that, we've got parking fees and tolls. That was about $1,000. 
997 to be exact. And then uh, the total in that category was $2,500.83 or in 67 cents for the year. What are other fees that you could incur? Bank service charges. For the year, we had $364. I found out at one point, which I did not know, which is kind of a surprise to me, um, and you may want to talk to your bank about this, but if you're depositing a lot of cash, and when you're in the juice bar business, there is a lot of cash, um, some banks will charge you for so many cash deposits because it does take them a long time to count it. And I was not aware of that. So we had certain expense fees for depositing a lot of cash. I'm not sure if that's what that was in total. There might've been other things that were that, that was connected to, um, but that was something that surprised me. Next, you have contract labor. So this is basically people that are outside of your actual payroll and they're not employees. This could be people who come in as consultants. This could be people who are um, designers. It could be, which, you know, some people might categorize in design work, um, but it could also be, uh, you know, anybody who comes in outside that is not a standard employee, but you're paying for work. Um, could be to rebuild some things inside of your space, paint, you know, all the contract laborers that will come to work for your company. So for the year, our contract labor expense was $14,058.26. Then we have a line item known as depreciation expenses. Now, you have equipment in your business, and that equipment is going to depreciate over time. So an accountant can depreciate that, and they, I, I don't know exactly what the schedule is, but the IRS has a certain um, sort of year-over-year year depreciation that you can do on some items like in real estate they have a house and it might say okay you can depreciate your house over 25 years whatever the total value is um, at that time and so the same thing goes for the assets in your business you can depreciate your equipment as well beyond that we have insurance expenses right general liability and workers compensation my general liability insurance was three thousand five hundred and eight dollars and 30 cents for the year and then my workers compensation was seven thousand six hundred thirty five dollars which um and eight cents which is connected to uh your payroll right so depending on right there are in a business you have fixed expenses and then you have um rel relative expenses rent would be considered a fixed expense because your rent doesn't change based on how much money you make but then you have a lot of other uh, relative costs like your labor, like your food costs and everything else. And so um, your workers' compensation is one of those things that will fluctuate based on your payroll amount. Th so then my total insurance expenses were $11,143, 11143 $11,143.38. Now moving on to the internet and the telephone expenses, that was $2,088.06. Meals and entertainment, which you guys all know what that is. That's meals and entertainment. You know, you go to business meetings, you're talking to vendors. There's all kinds of times that you'll have meetings with people and you can write those meetings off if they're over a meal. And that was $1,316.28. And then legal and professional services, right, for the accountant, for the lawyer, um, 4000 $362.90 and then office supplies and expenses 
which you guys know what those are as well. Just the admin, the day-to-day, -day, you know, you got to buy a fax machine, which I don't think people use faxes anymore, but you need a printer, you need something else, you need uh, staplers and all of this stuff to run the admin portion of your business. That was $3,339.37. Then we have operating expenses, which is $2,589.01. Which operating expense, to be honest at this stage, is kind of vague. Like I don't even really know what he's referring to, my accountant who did this at the time. Um, a lot of times you'll have the... Uh, you have your detailed profit and loss, which is every single item and where it's categorized. So every transaction that comes to your business. And then you have like the bigger sort of broader stroke um, total per category. So usually what would happen, you know, when I'm going through these kinds of things with my accountant is we'd say, okay, well, what's in that category? What is that actual expense? Let's look at it. Oh, okay. Um, that should actually be here. Or that should be there um, as opposed to just being this line item that's operating expense. Then we have postage and delivery expenses. So with the payroll, um, and other things that I might need to send out to people. Um, and then rent and leases. So for the year, my rent and lease, I basically had a storage unit lease and then I had my storefront. And so my storefront lease was $47,936.31 for the year. And then my storage lease was two thousand two hundred and eighteen dollars and forty seven cents. Um, my storefront was kind of was quite small, and so we couldn't store everything there for the volume of sales that we were doing. We had to have offsite storage, and so that cost us an extra two thousand two hundred and eighteen dollars um, each year. So the total rents came out to be fifty thousand one hundred and fifty four dollars and seventy eight cents in total. Now, one thing that I talk about a lot because people are always curious, like, well, how much should my rent be? Uh, on the high side, ten percent right? Or less. So I think if I just do some quick math, you know, in gr our gross sales, we made $689,968. And 10% of that would have been, you know, just about just under $70,000. Our total was 50,000. So we're probably in the six to 7% range. Um, if I was to do some quick math, which is good. Uh, you know, if you can get your rent under seven, 7% 7 or less, then you're, you're doing, you're doing well. Beyond that, we have repairs and maintenance expenses, which was $2,185.79. So repairs and maintenance, things are going to break. You're going to have, you know, things that need to be maintained as well. Your HVAC, you know, ducting, the actual compressor unit, the um, refrigeration needs to be maintained, ice machines, all that stuff. You know, you should have maintenance contracts on those items for people to come around, you know, every a uh, few months and check those things out. Make sure that they're cleaned and they're running efficiently because otherwise they could break down sooner than you'd like them to. So you're going to have uh, some payments there. Then we have security expense. That was $941.78. Um, this security system, right? So I had cameras that I can see from my phone uh, and that was that payment, right? An alarm in case someone broke in, which we had that experience. Someone smashed one of our windows once. It's good that I had an alarm. And then we have, you know, our city tax for that year, right? Because you have your, your state tax, your federal tax, and then you have your city tax. The city tax is for the business. Um, the federal and state is more personal. It's based on your total income because you could have multiple streams of income um, and the business is just one of them. 
So the city tax for me that year was $1,104.39. And then the franchise tax board amount was $1,034.10. So total tax expense for that year uh, was $2,138.49. And this is not my personal taxes. I'm saying taxes that I had to pay out of the business. And then we had some taxes and licensing, licensing expenses. That probably was the health department and other small licenses that I had to pay. Um, $1,165, or I'm sorry, $85. Um, another thing that you guys may or may not know and your city may or may not have, but something that I learned is that um, every time an alarm goes off, because I had situations where employees would walk in and they would forget to actually turn the alarm off. If the alarm gets triggered and the police department comes, they charge you for it. So anytime there was like a false alarm, we had to pay something like, I think it was like $400 um, or more. I don't remember, it's either 400 or 800, something in that range. Uh, so that's something to be aware of. Find out if your city has, make a point to, to really uh, make sure that your staff remembers to turn the alarm off when they walk in. Hopefully they don't feel too nervous if they know that it's gonna cost you that money. Um, then we had uniform expenses, right? Shirts and things that we had to replace for people. Um, just new uniforms that cost about just under $500 for the year is $473. And we're coming towards the end. You know, we've got utility expenses, which was the last one. And that was $11,708.72. So a lot of expenses a business has, um, you know, you've got this gross income and then there's money you're going to take home. Our total net uh, income was one hundred thousand fifty eight dollars and a hundred and eighty one hundred thousand fifty eight a hundred and eighty dollars and seventy five cents so the the one thing about profit and loss statements that's important to be aware of is you know where your accountants are taking the income from because they're are two places primarily. One would be your POS, right? Which is going to show your gross income. And the other one is your bank, which is going to show deposits. And the bank account is going to show deposits from the connection of cash deposits and um, merchant deposits. And if you don't know the merchant is, the merchant or the people is the company that deposits the transactions from credit cards and debit cards. Now, the the POS is only going to be so accurate, right? Because you might have people who ring things up and miscount. You might have theft. You know, you might spend money before it hits the bank because something happens and you have to give someone cash, right? There are all kinds of things that can happen. And so um, this is all the transactions from the bank itself. And uh, just knowing that, I think it's important to direct your accountant if they don't know already where to where to take the money from, where to actually calculate the income from, because sometimes and oftentimes there is a discrepancy between, uh, and depending how much, right, there is a discrepancy between um, the amount of money that the POS is showing that the company made versus how much money is ending up in the bank in terms of your total gross income. And I also do see some business owners, which I think is, is kind of a bad habit, um, but spend too much cash before it hits the bank right? Um, and this could be for business expenses or sometimes in other situations, it's personal expenses, uh, which doesn't give you a good idea of the health of your company. So I recommend you don't do that. 
I recommend you account for everything to the best of your ability. But new, do know that this is kind of where discrepancies can come up. And so overall, I hope this gives you kind of a high-level overview of, of what a company can make. Now, in this bigger picture of things, let's talk about sort of ideal scenarios and also what's possible. The In that question, if someone says, how much money can a juice bar make? They can make a lot of money, or I think a lot's relative. I don't really like using that terminology. They can make uh, a, a large variety of different amounts of money, right? This is one company. This is one year, you know, of many co companies that exist. I think what you want to grasp is sort of what the uh, percentages and the categories of expenses that you can be looking at. Hopefully that's enlightening to you. Uh, and also per on a percentage basis, what your goals should be, right? So if we are talking high level, your labor goals should be 25% or less. Your food cost goals uh, should be 25% or less, right? Those are the two major categories. That's already 50% off the top. Okay. Um, in terms of net profit, you know, what's a good goal to have? If you can do 25%, I feel like you're doing really great. If you can do better than that, amazing. Now, um, a lot of times people don't take into account their own salaries. Sometimes I see business owners and they're saying, oh, well, we're doing 30 or 35% net, but they're not including the fact that they're working in there day in and day out and they don't have a manager in which case they'd have to, if they stepped away, they'd have to pay for a manager's salary. And so in this scenario, this is when I'm, you know, this is not me working in the juice bar day to day. This is me. I have a manager who's on a, like a, a, a great salary. I think they're upwards of 50 to $60,000 a year. Um, and, and, uh, and then that's me having the ability to run other businesses. So depending on the way you're interfacing with your business, your expenses are going to look different. And so, uh, just as an overview, kind of ideal percentages or better 25% labor, 25% uh, food cost, And then in terms of your net income, if you can hit 25%, uh, you're doing good. If you can do better than that, even better. Now, in terms of how much money juice bar businesses can make, yeah, we've got clients who are doing $5,000 a day. So, you know, you do the math on that. It's $50,000 in 10 days, 100,000 in 20 days, and 150,000 in 30 days. And so you're talking about a business that's going to do over maybe 1.7 million a year. And as you make more money, your net, uh, your fixed expenses go down on a percentage basis. Cause like I said earlier on, your rent doesn't get more expensive, whether you make $2,000 a day or $5,000 a day. And so you might have a situation where your, your rent percentage is 1% and that's going to make you more money, uh, ultimately as you make more and you also get more economies of scale. So the be beautiful thing about making more money is you have more leverage in your purchasing. You get more economies of scale in your labor. So you might get to the point where your labor is at 20%, right? There's all been all kinds of benefits to making more money in your business. Um, and having your category, uh, your categories and percentage of expenses per category to go down. The other thing as well that I want to make everyone aware of is when you have a business that's cash flowing positive, whether it's making hundred grand a year, 200 grand a year or more, you have a, an asset that you've built that you can use to leverage, to raise money for more locations or to sell one day. If that's your plan, if you want to build up a company that has multiple locations, or you just want to know that you have the flexibility, right? To make a decision to move in one way or another way. Cause I know there are people who are 
serial entrepreneurs, they're entrepreneurs who have multiple businesses. There's all, there's all kinds of things that you might want to do, but ultimately it's to, for you to be empowered to realize the position that you're in and how you can navigate that um, as well. So when you have a, a, a business, that's an asset that's making money. Um, there are so many ways that you can leverage that in your business growth and your business development and, and scaling your company overall. So I hope this has been insightful for you guys. Like I said, I know I have, it might be a little bit strange to hear about all these numbers if you're driving or you can't see it. Cause I'm, I'm quite visual in this way. Like, you know, hearing numbers is fine and great, but it doesn't really mean anything to me if I can, if I can't see it in relationship to everything else. And so if, if you're like that and you want to watch the YouTube video we created, great, please do that. If you also want to visit our website, we've got more content like this on there that you can see visually at starterjuicebar.com. And as always, if you guys need any help growing your business, starting your business, um, fixing your business, we're here for you. You can reach me personally at andrew at starterjuicebar.com or you can visit our website, like I mentioned before. Together, we're here to create a world that has more healthy food service concepts than unhealthy food service businesses. And we can do that together by empowering one another. So I hope you're happy, hope you're healthy. And until next time, I'll see you guys soon.